0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you guys are having a fantastic day today and enjoyed your weekend. Be sure, if you need anything, to give us a call at healthmasters.com. The product of the week, the B-Complex formula, on sale right now. So be sure to check that out on the front page for the next couple days. And anything else that you want to check out, we're always here to help you guys out the best we possibly can. If you need anything, you can give us a call, 1-800-726-1834. We appreciate the continued support and getting the show out there and getting the articles and the truth out there every single day. Because that's what we do on this show. And I saw one thing that was interesting. I wanted to bring this up as just kind of a reminder to people when you go to certain states that have very aggressive apex predators, there was an incident that occurred now in National Yellowstone Park, and a woman was basically killed by a grizzly bear in a trail outside uh, west of Yellowstone National Park in Montana. And uh, investigators found grizzly bear tracks at the scene and essentially her body, and it was pretty graphic. And so this is not the first grizzly bear attack that's happened up there recently. That's where they always recommend the individuals run bear spray. If you're going hiking up there, in my personal opinion, if you're in Montana, you can open carry over there. It is legal uh, is carry a high caliber pistol with you. I mean, that's my own opinion on it. Not that you have to use it. You can also use it as, you know, a weapon to discharge to try to scare off one of these big guys. But these are very large, aggressive animals. This comes on the heels of multiple attacks from bison. In the last couple months, as far as people being gored at Yellowstone National Park, because they want to get up close to a bison and take selfies with them. Um, just give me some advice. Don't take selfies with apex predators. Not a good idea. I've seen this happen down here in Florida as well. People see gators. Oh, look, it's a cute 10-foot gator. We should go take a selfie with it. News the next day. Visitor to Florida is found in local swamp eaten by alligator after trying to take selfie. And it's like, dude, come on. I mean, you you don't have to be a rocket scientist to realize that these animals are very aggressive. (laughs) You know, I'm right. They are. They're very aggressive. We see this down in Florida. It happens in Montana. They're big animals. Leave them alone. (laughs) They don't want to be bothered by you. Take photos of them from afar. And if you're hiking, be aware of it. Because that's what happens a lot of times with bear attacks is people are going on trails and they startle these things. And, you know, they come up on a trail and they're there. Be aware of that if you're hiking these areas. Just some tips I want to throw out there for everybody that loves nature and loves going on trips and going to some of these really awesome states. Be aware and use awareness when you're out in these areas because these animals are not a joke. Also, to in other news, this is interesting as well. You know, I saw an article here. I was reading about it. And it was almost – it made me laugh because there, there's a um, testimony – that happened before Congress last week where the Air Force Academy superintendent, Richard Clark, declared that he is fully supporting programs of pushing gender ideology in the military, including demigender. Under questioning from Matt Gates, he asked them, you know, basically, you're literally pushing programs in the academies that says if you're cisgender woman, transgender woman. Non-binary, agender, bigender, two spirit, demigender. He goes, Matt Gates goes, What is a demigender? Clark replied, Sir, that's a term that people are eligible for, that particular scholarship that's available in a person to it's a person who looks at their gender in a uh, in a different way. Good <laughs> answer. It. Matt Gates repeats the question. He goes, Okay, what is your definition of a demigender? And Clark responded, Well, I'm not really sure, sir. And for those who don't know, uh, demigender is apparently a, a non-binary identity, but with a partial connection to a certain gender, sometimes, or something like that. I, I don't, I really don't know either. <laughs> nobody can seem to explain this. Yet they're putting this terminology in writing, making it available for people to, I guess, identify as. And this, again, is designed to bring in this massive spirit of confusion into this generation when you start bringing some stupid stuff like this. And then you have on the flip side, the Italians, which I love the Italians. I've been to Italy before. Beautiful country. Their obsession with fast cars and race cars has always been you know, a joy of mine, what they've done over there, Ferrari and Lamborghini and Pagani and everything in Italy. Beautiful country. They now came out and they said the uh, Miss Italy beauty pageant. Yeah, we're banning grown men from entering this competition. In fact, if you weren't born as a female, you're not going to compete in Miss Italy. There's nothing about you that's available to compete if you're a grown man <laughs> in the Italian beauty pageant. Patrina Magaras, who oversees the nation's beauty pageant, said only women since birth are able to compete while she's here, and that nothing will change any point in time. She said, lately, beauty contests have been trying to make news by using absurd strategies. She goes, Miss Italia, on the other hand, will not jump on this bandwagon of trans activism. Therefore, as long as I have the helm of Miss Italy, only those who are women and women from birth can participate in this competition, and that will not change. And so, I mean, the sad part is, we actually have to have this conversation But it just goes to show you the degree of different areas that certain countries are going where we have these individuals in the military who are literally manufacturing made up names that have no true definition to them whatsoever so that people can identify as them to get weirder and weirder. We have other countries that are saying, no, we're not going to go along with this perversion. We're not going to have grown men competing with females in a beauty contest because remember, Miss Netherlands. The other day, they just they just crown a dude, grown man, and uh, he transitioned to a woman, whatever they want to try to define that as, and they crowned him as a uh, Miss Netherlands. So, yeah, take that with what you want. Also, to in other news, this is something that I found very interesting, kind of crazy, but it goes back to exactly what I told you guys. Remember last week where I told you in detail how what they've been doing intentionally is going with this super soft on crime stance in order to keep this agenda going to make things more restrictive. So the government gets soft on crime. Criminals are emboldened. The stores lock stuff up. The government gets softer on crime. Criminals didn't use blowtorches for crimes. I told you guys about this in Walgreens the other day, the video. The guy walks into Walgreens with a blowtorch and starts burning all the locks off everything that's locked up. much the entire store is locked up inside. And now, as we're starting to see, they're setting up issues where you have to actually scan your face, have full facial scan before you're even allowed in certain stores where the doors will unlock to even let you in. So they have full clear-cut camera footage of you allowing you to come in and out of the store. And then everything is still locked up in the store. We've seen in issues over in the UK in Aldi's where they have you actually have to have a phone to scan a QR, uh, QR code in order to scan it to clear who you are on your phone for the turnstiles to open. If you do not have a phone that can record and basically click a QR code, you cannot get into the store. Well, the reason why this is starting to happen is because they're wanting to push the agenda further and further and further to make everything digitally controlled for you to go shopping Taking a step further with not only soft on crime, New York City is now actually paying violent criminals. Yes, I didn't stutter on that. They are paying violent criminals. New York City has agreed to pay a $13 million settlement to BLM and Antifa protesters that caused damages to 45 businesses. Over 1,300 protesters will be paid nearly $10,000 for unacceptable police action after their summer of violence, looting, arson, and property destruction. This does not include payment to roughly 300 protesters who were awarded nearly $12 million in other lawsuits. 450 businesses had been damaged total in these different types of protests. And this is essentially the largest payout that they have seen now as far as in a class action lawsuit for criminals. And what they claimed was when they were arrested for firebombing cities and throwing Molotov cocktails, that some of the officers were aggressive with them and beat them and treated them unfairly when they were being arrested for violent felonies. And that essentially this wasn't okay, and they need to be compensated for their pain and anguish while they were throwing Molotov cocktails. Unbelievable. This is what we're starting to step into now, and this again goes right back into the same concept of the Bolshevik Revolution, where you have groups that are being funded, as you can clearly see with this, they're being funded to cause crime, they're being funded to cause chaos, and that that way the government can come in and say, listen, we've got to do things differently, we've got to add more restrictions, we've got to add more control, while at the same time, we're pretty much having no bail reform for every major democratic controlled country so that we can make crime even worse but we're telling you we have to do this for your safety and protection by the way you also need to turn in your firearms you need to have everything registered that we allow you to keep uh because well it's for your safety and protection this is where they're going with this so something to be aware of also to other news over in europe we start to watch this now here in the united states they said there's nearly a hundred banks that are set to close in the next coming weeks uk's largest cash machine network Data from the link reveals dozens of banks are set to close branches between July 24th and August 31st. HSBC, Barclays, NatWest, and Halifax are among the major banks who will be impacted. Barclays is closing 29 branches by the end of of august hsbc is planning on closing 27 branches and uh, netwest is shutting down 19 different branches and there's a whole lot more that are going on now what's interesting about this and this i've given you guys heads up on this for multiple years now we even know of a, a truest bank they're shutting one down right in polk city you've seen these consolidated banks over the last couple of years where the bigger banks are coming in, merging in with other banks, and they're making the banks essentially so there's only going to be a couple major central banks that own any other outside banks at all. That's what they're doing. And then what they're also doing is they're phasing out cash completely. That's why a lot of these banks now you go to, like I've seen with Chase, they have completely unmanned banks with just a teleconference booth you can go in, and an ATM machine that has a certain limit that'll allow you to take out. And this again is for your safety and protection, of course, because they don't want you to have too much cash. And this is how they're rolling it out. As more and more credit cards are being used, less people are using cash. They're making the demand for cash slower and slower and slower. And that's why I've encouraged you use cash when you can, especially when you're going and going to a restaurant. And you're tipping a waiter or waitress if they're really good service. I've always said this before. If you've got to pay with your credit card because that's what you're doing for a business transaction or something, put the actual meal on your credit card and give the tip in cash because now what they're doing is they're intentionally making sure that every single dollar is reported for these waiters and waitresses that essentially is on a credit card transaction that's taxed even further. And on top of that, the cash also keeps it alive. So Remember, cash with it is transactional. You give somebody, say, a $20 bill for a tip. Well, then they take that $20 bill and they spend it somewhere else because a lot of times these servers aren't going to go deposit handfuls of cash in the bank because they don't want to deal with the nonsense of IRS either. So then they go spend the cash somewhere else. Then that place, if it goes to another server's position, then they take that cash and they use it somewhere else and it keeps the transaction continually moving until at some point it goes back to the bank so i encourage you to do that keep cash alive right now a lot of strange things are happening very very quickly in the markets so be aware of that as well use wisdom always make sure you're being cautious that's why i've said some of the best stuff right now making sure you have backup water backup food or backup water filtration food buckets and anything else you may need as far as for a uh, surge of power going out or supply shortages because there's way too much jibber jabber I've heard lately about the power grid going down. And, oh my gosh, there's something going on now. We have another power outage from a right wing terrorist group going to hit the power grid. When they start saying stuff like that over and over and over again, they're pretty much telling you they're setting up a false flag without saying you were setting up a false flag. So just be ready for that at any and all times and make sure If you are going to get a generator, you got to back up one because these guys are trying to ban them on top of that. (laughs) You can't even make that up. What do you think, Ted? What's your next one?
1: Well, good morning, Austin. I just want the listeners to know I had the opportunity to pray for them this morning, and it was my blessing to do so. Uh, Also, I want to let everybody know that we are not advising waitresses or waiters to basically do things as far as against IRS laws and procedures. We're not asking them to break the law whatsoever. You need to make sure your taxes are paid. And I needed to say that as a full disclaimer of what Austin just covered, so it's really important that we all do that because what you don't want to do is have IRS coming down your throat. You want to make sure you keep your taxes all paid regardless of how you get it as far as whether you're a waitress and you're getting in cash or you're getting tips on receipts. Now, secondly, it was interesting that Austin was saying this because the other day I had dinner scheduled at a restaurant over in Tampa. I had a date, and we went over there, and I went to pay the, the valet fee. It was like 10 15 20 bucks whatever it was. It's always expensive. And uh, they said, we don't take cash. And I thought, that's the very first time that I've seen that. We don't take cash. You have to put this on a credit card or a debit card. And I thought, wow, you know, we tell people all the time that they're slowly phasing this out. But here you go to a major hotel, to a major restaurant in a major city, and you can't pay cash for the valet, which I think is absolutely strange. Now, it could be because it was in downtown Tampa, and it could be because there's a lot of crime in Tampa, and <clears throat> they're afraid they're going to get robbed at the valet stand. I don't know. All I know is that, you know, you still – the valets are still getting tips, you know, in cash, and so it's all kind of strange to me. But the reality is, is that, you know, this world is changing very, very, very quickly. It's like, like Austin just said, just be aware of what's happening and always remember to do what is right as far as in preparation. Also, make sure you've got some supplements lined up because what's going to happen is if you start eating, you know, non-organic, you know, storable food and whatever, and you don't have any nutrient density in that – you're going to get sick really fast if you don't have your vitamins lined up. I try to keep at least a three-month supply of vitamins on hand. That's what I recommend that you do. That's what I do at my own home, and that's outside of my office parameters because I want to make sure that if something happens at the office, that i also have supplements at my house. That's how I look at things. I just try to keep prepared all the way out, not to walk in fear because we don't have a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind. Now, you know, it's also interesting uh, this weekend – you know I went to the Lutheran Church, as I always do, and I, I basically heard a really good sermon and i had a I had a friend with me and and she was basically asking me some questions about church et cetera and uh, you know a lot of things are interesting when you start talking to people from foreign countries. This girl had been raised in Russia had come over here as a teenager like nineteen years old, and she was talking to me about how she was taught certain things in the atheistic Russia as far as there is no God, et cetera, et cetera. And so from a confusion standpoint, she was pretty confused as far as church, but then she said that religion has been used for thousands of years to control people. Now, that's one of the tenets that Stalin and Lenin pushed very, very, very hard when they came into Russia and started killing the Orthodox priests, et cetera. Now, I want to address that because a lot of people have that same kind of concept about religion. Religion is not what God wants us to have with him. It's about a relationship with Christ. It's not about religion. The Catholic Church was indeed incorporated into the Roman Empire in 323 .AD with Constantine, and they were being, and they used the Catholic Church as long with, along with the government of Rome to control the masses and all of the peasants and all the rest of the people. and that went on for a thousand, some plus years, until Martin Luther finally came in and said, "This is crazy." So a lot of religions, including Scientology. Mentioned that very clearly. Uh, you know, will use their religion to control people as far as telling them they can't have medical treatment, et cetera, et cetera, and all the other things that they do. That's not what we as Christians are called to be. You know, in the first century with Jesus, he didn't use religion to control us, he used religion to free us because in Christ there is freedom. And what he wanted us to realize is that we can do all things through him who strengthens us, and that would be Jesus. And we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, which will allow us to basically be making better decisions with our lives. Now, sometimes we miss it. That's a fact. Sometimes we say things we shouldn't say. Sometimes we do things we shouldn't do. Sometimes we hang out with people we shouldn't hang out with. And we talked about that in depth on Friday. So I'm not going to repeat all of that. So listen to the Friday show. It's a really good one. You guys will like it. But the reality is, is that we have to understand that relationship is what God wants with us. You know, King David had a Pretty crazy past. I mean, he ended up with Bathsheba and ended up killing her husband. I mean, all the other stuff, but yet he was a man after God's own heart. Why was that? Why did God not, you know, why was that okay with God as far as maintaining that relationship with David after what David had done? It's because of the relationship that David had with God. We have grace in our lives, and that grace is unmerited favor, and that grace was put here by the cross of Jesus Christ. And that allows us to continue to come to the throne of grace, ask for forgiveness, and to be led by the Holy Spirit with God, regardless of choices that we make sometimes when we're weak or whatever we do. But reality is, is that we need to continue to serve God, to obey his commandments and do what pleases him is what the word says but then when we're short and we fall short he's always there with grace very very important because he judges us based on the relationship that we have the overall relationship he kind of does like a weight and me- measure kind of thing so when you're praying to him and you love him and you're always speaking to god and you're always being led by the holy spirit if you occasionally miss it be honest with you he kind of looks that over and says well you know you know joe's got a great relationship with me or ted's got a great relationship with me or Austin has a great relationship with me i'm going to try to help them do better through the holy spirit but, you know, we're not going to, you know, be dangling them over hell. God doesn't do that. You know, God just doesn't do that. He's not a child abuser. I mean, I'm going to send you to hell now because, you know, you, you got drunk yesterday. No, he doesn't do that. <laughs> he doesn't do that. You shouldn't get drunk. The Bible says don't get drunk. But, you know, you shouldn't be willfully sinning so that grace may increase. It also talks about that in Romans. But you got to understand something. Grace is unmerited favor by our Lord Jesus Christ. None of us deserve any of it. You can't work your way to heaven. You can't do enough good works to get to heaven because you're never going to be perfect. It's got to be through Jesus. So that's my little mini sermon for the day because I really wanted to cover that. Now, another thing that I want to talk about, too, is this lady that you know went to church with me and basically was talking to me about what's happened in the United States and how corrupt our government has become and how corrupt the school systems are and how the cultural degradation has occurred. Well, she had never heard of the Frankfurt School. And I, you know, I, I've covered this with you guys multiple times. But I want to kind of say something about it again, and and this is really, really important that you understand this, and I posted this on the the website again. And here's an article by David Galland, and it says how the Frankfurt School changed American culture. He goes, how many times have you heard someone lament on how much the world has changed from the good old days? You know, the simpler pre-PC period where the world operated according to fairly predictable principles. But then we woke one day in a world with every bastion of what some may call normalcy under attack – and in institutions that a 100 years ago appeared unassailable, marriage, for example, are increasingly seen as antiquated. Even the idea of a national character is viewed as wrong-minded in the successful societies of the West as exclusionary and even racist. How did this all come about? Okay. In this past week's edition of the Passing Parade, Stephen McBride, with a bit of help from the author of this article, shines the light on the Frankfurt School, an insidious movement that set down roots in the early 1900s. The Frankfurt School laid much of the blame to the modern world, culturally creating it to become adrift. Now, again, there's some incorrect grammar in this. I'm reading it as it's written, so don't fuss at me about what they write. And here's what it says The 50s were simple, and some romantic and golden time in America, California beaches, suburbia, and style. Atlas Shrugged was published. NASA was formed, by the way, that's never a straight answer, NASA, by Jack Parsons, Satanist, And Elvis rocked the nation, again, brought to us by the Frankfurt School to basically bring in cultural degradation. And I like Elvis, but some of his stuff was pretty rotten. Look how he died. Every year from 1950 to 1959, so over 4 million babies born, a nation stood on top of the world in every field. It was an era of economic prosperity in the land of the free and the home of the brave. So what happened to the American traits of confidence, pride, and accountability – the roots of cultural Western decay are very deep. Having first spouted a century ago, it began with a loose clan of ideologies inside Europe's communist movement today. It is known as the Frankfurt School, and its ideals have perverted the American society. Before World War One, Marxist theory held that if war broke out in Europe, the working class would rise up against the rich and create a communist revolution. Well, as the case with much of Marxist theory, things didn't go too well. When the war broke out in 1914, instead of starting a revolution, the People put on their uniforms and went off to war. As the war ended, Marxist theorists were left to ask what went wrong. Two very prominent Marxist thinkers of the day were Antonio Gramsci and George Lukacs, and each man on his own concluded that the working class of Europe had been blinded by the success of Western democracy and capitalism. They reasoned that until both had been destroyed, a communist revolution was not possible. I'm not going to read you any more of this because it's very, very good. I posted it on the website. It was posted yesterday. You guys need to read all of it. But I wanted to share that with you as I shared with that Russian lady yesterday of what happened to the United States and how this communist group came into the United States and how it basically came in and destroyed the very fabric of our society, creating a fabric of society now because these communist think tanks who do this kind of stuff, the bulk of them at the highest levels are Kabbalists. Many of them are Shabbat Lubavitch at the highest levels, and they basically are pushing the god that they believe is god, the snake in a tree called Einsof, which is a bigender, transgender, met, you know, hermaphrodite that they believe is god because they believe that in the beginning of time, god was split in half, and this pit, the snake, the serpent called Einsof was cast down, and now he represents the snake in the you know the tree of the universe, and he's the real god, which he is not. He's the evil God that they worship and has nothing to do with the creator of the universe. It's the same God who basically, you know, led a a giant angel rebellion against God Almighty that we talked about in angel awards, in which a third of the angels fell and have been cast down to earth now and basically imprisoned down here on prison planet earth with us. (laughs) So we're dealing with these things all of the time. So we need to understand who and what they are and what they're involved in. They're the ones that are pushing transgender surgeries. Let me give you some information on that real quick. This is from the Daily Mail. Transgender surgery nightmares revealed 81% endure pain in five years after gender change. More than half say having sex is painful and a third are left incontinent. Sex reassignment surgeries are known to be difficult and problematic. One of the first studies of the side effects of surgeries was revealed with alarmingly high rates of post-op pain, etc. A huge majority, 81% of those who had surgery on their genitalia in the past five years, said they endured pain simply from moving around in the weeks and months and years after going under the knife. Researchers from the University of Florida and Brooks Rehabilitation, a health nonprofit, showed that more than half of trans-surgery patients endured sex during pain. Now, I'm not going to go into detail with this, but what's happening here, biggest drawbacks are basically lower back pain, groin pelvic pain, chest pain, shoulder pain. Uh, you know, could not control their bladder. They could not, they could not heal. Giant gaping sore. Uh, I mean, on and on and on and on and on. I mean, this is just absolutely nuts, what they're doing to human beings and how they're butchering them. So I'm not going to read you any more of this stuff because it becomes so disgusting that I don't want to go into it. But I have posted it on the website. So you guys can I just choke it out like I had to by reading it. But it's, it's a pretty sick stuff. Uh, by the way, the housing crisis isn't getting much better. Just 1% of the nation's homes have changed hands this year. This is lowest in the least last last decade. Now, there's several factors for that. Interest rates have gone through the roof, as we all know. Housing prices have doubled as far as payments. There's another problem with this. When you have millions and millions, literally millions of, you know, people coming in across the borders and flooding into the United States, many of these people are being put into subdivisions that have been bought up by BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, taking those houses for these millions of people off the market, and they're buying the entire subdivision, which is pushing the inventory of existing homes to be purchased for single families, to the floor, which is massively reducing the amount of turnover at 1% that we're having. It's a huge drop from about like it was 10 years ago. When you go into these subdivisions, like we did across the street, and you go to the to the place where they basically have the the, 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 the what do you call it the office to buy, you go in there and there's a sign on the door, you know, subdivision sold out, no homes available, and they're still building homes as fast as they possibly can. Right now, I can look across the street and see at least 30 homes under construction, but they're all sold. And when you go over there, nobody speaks English; they're from other countries. Who's paying for these things? It's like Klaus Schwab said: by 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, and that's what they're doing. They're giving these people free houses, free phones, free utilities, free everything just to come to the United States and cause more cultural degradation than what Cloward and Piven described as the only way to take down the republic was through social welfare systems. That's what this is. And so we're going to have a group of people now that are going to be basically completely dependent on the government living here in free housing who are getting free money for food. And when this thing hits the fan, which is going to hit the fan, and these people have – they stop having this free money brought to them – They're going to believe and say that we owe them more money and more food if they live in our area, and they're going to come knocking on our doors because we're the ones that basically are the quote-unquote people, the gringos that live here, and their, their, their belief is that our responsibility is to feed them and to give them stuff. They really believe that. And they're told that when they're come when they're lied, we're told to by our government it never stops lying, never never a true statement they make anymore with O'Biden Biden basically running around doing what he's doing, and I say that very clearly because O'Biden Biden and Obama are directly linked by the hip, but you know I'm not going to say that Obama is running the White House. Obama didn't run his own White House; he's being used as a figurehead probably to talk to with Biden because quite frankly. Biden's so senile at this point that he doesn't even know what's going on. He, all he wants is his ice cream cone, like Austin says, and somebody taking him by the hand and lead him off the platform and show him where the teleprompter is so he can try to read something and probably find somebody else to sniff. I mean the guy's a pervert, all right? But the reality is, is that he nor Obama ran the White House or are running the White House right now. It is being done by the Sabbatankhambalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan who are running the entire planet, you know, even the Quran says you know the bible says that in these latter times that the evil thing will come out and take over the planet all of this stuff is happening as we see this happening around us and the difference is we know the book of revelation is telling us that this thing's going to go on for about seven years with this tribulation process will be going through as the world is put into heaped into turmoil so all of these things are happening around us right now and as we mentioned to you last week if you're not energized by what's happening if you're not paying attention right now And quite frankly, uh, you're not really paying attention to what's going on. And there's a really good article from the Harbinger Daily, and it says, as a society follows the father of lies, it becomes less trustful and less trustworthy. Yeah. Stephen Covey says trust is the glue of life. In fact, trust and respect and reciprocity is the glue of relationships, as in trust is the glue of life. It is the most essential ingredient in effective communication. It's the foundational principle that holds all relationships is the trust Remove that glue of trust and things come apart. He goes on to say, I was reminded of that when FBI Director Christopher Wray answered questions on Capitol Hill a few days ago. Traditionally, Republicans have been a party of law and order, but here they were grilling the FBI director, many of them seeming to believe very little of what the man had to say. Despite some strong opinions of my own, my point is not to take a side in that fight, but I will say this. Trust is hard won and easily lost. Trust is won through diligence and integrity. It is one when a person or institution consistently tells the truth, but the glue of trust weakens with every lie. A bit of it dies with every dishonest deed. Truth is the common ground that allows us to accomplish things together. If you go to the doctor and you tell him or her the truth, the two of you together can fight whatever problem you face. If you lie, you're on your own, or you can do research on the Internet and try to figure out what's wrong with yourself. just trying to mention that. waning trust not only destroys relationships between individuals – But it also destroys the effectiveness of God-ordained human institutions. Now, this is going to get kind of weird here because I don't believe that God is controlling our human institutions of our federal government at all. Even worse, dictators work hard to get their populations to trust him. Government doesn't work without trust. And if we do not or cannot trust our courts or the judiciary, what do we have left? What are parents to do when they stop trusting their local school system? What happens when even medical institutions begin to make decisions based on political considerations – rather than the health of their patients, i.e. coronavirus, i.e. remdesivir, i.e. kill shot. Just thought I'd mention. Jesus calls Satan the father of lies. That means by his very nature, Satan sows distrust as a society follows the father of lies. It becomes less trustful and less trustworthy. People begin to feel increasingly paranoid, as if danger lies in wait around every corner. Anger comes quickly and easily, and fear reigns. What is the solution? Start by trusting God. This doesn't mean to trust everything you have heard and say about God, but trust him. Trust his love. Trust that his ways will always be the best, even when you do not understand. Consider these three scriptures. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Titus 1, 2 says, God cannot lie. Hebrews six eighteen says, it is impossible for God to lie. When your society is falling apart or your personal life feels like it is unraveling, trust God. Follow his instructions. Be led by the Holy Spirit. He is all-powerful. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. He's omnipotent. is all-powerful, all-knowing, and he cares about you more than you care about yourself. As you trust God, something wonderful will happen inside of you, and you'll become more like your heavenly father, the one who cannot lie. You'll become more and more trustworthy. I really like the way he wrote that. And again, I believe that our government institutions, though at one time they may have been put there by God Almighty several hundred years ago, which is still questionable in the United States because of the heavy Masonic influence in our country, which still goes on today in the courts and with the judges, etc., I spoke to a former, I guess, prosecutor for the FBI the other day at the federal government, a brilliant woman. I've known her for almost 40 years, and she says that she has seen so much intervention with Masonic lodges when people are arrested and arraigned and brought to the evidence and basically are dismissed and sent home and nothing is charged against them when they find out they're Masons over and over and over again. She says she's seen court cases go in the favor of the Masonic Lodge leader, of Masons. And she says when she brings it up to her supervisors, she gets chastised and she's been told many times now not to bring this up and many of her colleagues have been told not to communicate with her because she basically is talking about this because they know the power of the Masonic Lodge is still today in the United States and in local governments, which we have seen so readily here in Central Florida. All of this stuff underlines and undermines trust. Without trust, There is no fabric of society when you can't trust your county commissioners or your city commissioners not to put warehouses in across the street from a residential area. When you told them and tell them and tell them and everybody tells them not to do this, there is no trust left. And then we start to realize that there's this unseen hand that is running the politics and the county commissioners and the city commissioners in many cases all around the United States. And this is the problem that we have until we get this unseen hand away from us, this Lack of, how should I say, accountability with these people do whatever they want to do and vote. Because remember, a mason will never vote against another mason. That's part of their their decrees they do and part of their their oaths they take. All of this stuff is lunacy when you stop and look at it, who these people are and how they're basically involved in all of it. One more article here, and I'll turn it back over to Austin for a few minutes, is how socialism works in practice. Uh, this is really good, and what it goes on to basically saying that we really understand very little about how socialism works in foreign countries because we have not been exposed to that in the United States for you know, extended periods of time. But socialism is basically what everybody decides to get into the cart and work, and everybody makes the same salary regardless of productivity uh, you know, when I was a kid. You know, we saw how a lot of us used to go out and pick fruit, oranges. There were so many oranges to pick back. They're all dead now from the acidity of the soil, and the contamination of aluminum and the chemtrails, which now they're talking about openly in the White House doing geoengineering, which they've been doing now forever, well, well since the 50s and 60s. And the reality is this, when we'd go out and we'd pick fruit, I remember I had a guy one time, he'd go out there with me, and we kind of split what we were doing. And finally, the guy who was you know, in charge of this told me, he says, you know, you've, you're doing a lot more work than this other guy is. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, Elton is not picking as much fruit as you are, and you're splitting your money with him. And so sure enough, we were getting about eight tubs of fruit a day, which is about you know, 80 boxes between the two of us. And so I told him the next day we went out, I said, we're going to go ahead and split this out differently. Whatever you get, you get paid for whatever I get. I get paid for very hard work, by the way, doing this. And I ended up picking 50 boxes of fruit, like 13 years old. He ended up picking 30 boxes of fruit. That was the last day he worked because he realized he was no longer sharing my proceeds with me. And I realized very quickly at that point that I don't want to share my labor and my work product with someone else as far as from an income standpoint, unless I wish to do that as a gift. And picking fruit is too hard of a job, by the way, to be gifting away your money. And I learned all of this stuff at a very, very young age. Socialism doesn't do that. If everybody gets paid $200 a week, whether you work 50 hours a week or 100 hours a week, what ends up happening is that person who's working 100 hours a week will slowly scale it back to work like everybody else does. And that decreases productivity because, quite frankly, 20 percent of the people in a society are producing 80 percent of the productivity. 80 percent of the people in society produce 20 percent of the productivity. It goes right back to the 20-80 rule. And so when you take those 20% who are productive and you put them back down with the 80%ers, the entire production of the society falls down, and the country after a period of years can no longer feed itself. We saw this with the USSR. Socialism like that doesn't work. Though communism sounds great on paper, it doesn't work long-term-wise because everybody decides to get in the cart and ride while everybody else is working until everybody's in the cart and everything stops. So remember… Cultural degradation go to the website, read the articles on the Frankfurt School. I posted two separate ones that you guys can read and understand how they came in and did this to society and why they're giving free housing to people who don't work, who don't speak English, who basically don't have to go through any kind of health care screening as they're bringing tuberculosis into the United States. Everything is being designed to take down the once great public great once great republic of the United States of America in full cultural degradation as we watch it. And we understand it's the Sabbatian, Luciferian, Kabbalah synagogue of Satan that's running the show, who run the central banks. It is not Biden. It is not Obama. It is that group of international bankers that have always been doing this to the United States with inflation, deflation, recessions, and depressions since 1913. Always remember who they are and always call them out by name. What do you think, Austin, and what's your next story?
0: No, you're spot on with that, and then they, they tie in directly to the CIA and the deep state. And the CIA runs pretty much the unseen part of the United States military and the United States government, as far as with their operations, whether it be with secret wars and false flags to drug trafficking to weapons trafficking, all of the above. And I can tell you right now from personal conversations I've had with people that are retired contractors, that the CIA is neck deep in Ukraine right now, as far as what's going on over there, between the weapon trafficking to all the other constant shady things you keep hearing about on a regular basis. There's a reason why we keep hearing these topics get brought up. Oh, we have to do this to save money for the country, and it's going to be savings if people go electric, and it's going to save you money if you get an electric water heater and a smart heater and a smart thermostat. It's going to save all this money. Well, so, so why? So the United States can save money so we can just keep giving it to other countries? I mean that's the, really the point that you, they're trying to make now? That's what we constantly keep seeing and hearing? Why they constantly keep banning everything? Oh, it's going to save the money and save the planet and save bro, it's not. – they're not saving anything. The last thing the federal government or the CIA or any of the deep state contractors care anything about is saving money. That's the last thing on their priority list. So whenever you start hearing the Fed come out with stuff like that, we're going to stop climate change. We're going to save more money, and we're going to help protect everybody. Like Dad just said, that's the communist manifesto speaking aloud because you constantly have to project this overall inclusive for the greater good mentality. We're doing this for everyone. Remember, you've got to wear a mask and get vaccinated so my vaccine works If you don't get your RNA injection, then my RNA injection doesn't work. That's how it works, right? If you don't put your sunblock on, I get burnt. If you don't take your Sudafed, my nose runs. Just the ideology that's so moronic. There's actually some people out there who have drank the Kool-Aid and believed the lie through all the communist indoctrination on the constant television. Over the weekend, we stayed at a place over in Orlando with the kids. It was a big truck event over there we were going to, and the kids had a blast, and we were chilling out watching some TVs. because I don't have TV at my house, so we were chilling out, and in the evening, relaxing after we got dinner, and we were watching Shark Week, which is really interesting, because I've always been intrigued with sharks. I'm a certified scuba diver. I've gone on many, many, many dives. Deepest I've been down is about a 120-foot wreck dive down in Nassau, which is about as deep as I wanted to go. I, I burned through my tank too fast, and the thing about this was these guys were doing a cage dive off the coast of Mexico. To just look at these great whites and they dropped the cage all the way down to the floor. It's like 105 feet. And they're running these special regulator masks. They have mics in them. They have comms, which is r- really cool gear. And there's these sharks everywhere. There's like 15 great whites. and I'm sitting there looking at these guys and I'm like, I, I, I don't know if you guys are crazy or just too big of adrenaline junkies. This is wild. One of them comes up and they're basically using this scanner measurement to kind of, Estimate the size. This thing was a twenty foot long great white. It's the size of a suburban, and this thing's swimming around. And I'm like, "This is wild." Well, then all of a sudden, it's right in the middle of it, and it stops and goes to commercial break. And I'm like, "Oh, I forgot. I'm watching television. That's right. So I've got to deal with commercials. So of course, I'm mute to commercials." And here's (laughs) this is this is this is what's funny. This is how you know my kids don't have TV. Hunter looks at me and he goes, "Dad." Why did the show just end? Is it over with? I said, no, son. I said, this is a commercial break. And he's like, oh, I don't like that. And he's like, what is this? And I'm like, they're commercials. They're meant to do advertising to make you buy more stuff to continue your consumerism. So they want you to constantly buy, 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 consume, consume. And I said that about half of them are going to be drug commercials. And I said, they're gonna be from the pharmaceutical industry, direct-to-consumer advertising. So they want you to go on their drugs, so in most cases, they can keep you sicker, so you'll keep buying their stuff. And he looks at me and goes, Well, that doesn't seem very nice. <laughs> I started laughing. Said, no, no, it's not, Hunter. I said, We're the only countries in the world that allows direct-to-consumer marketing straight from the pharmaceutical companies. And by the time we got done with this conversation, we came back on. And he was all excited again, watching his great wife. And I just thought it was funny because he was rather intrigued as I explained it to him he's seven now so he's he's starting to get to that point where he's really starting to understand stuff and he's really trying to put you know the dots together to paint this picture of you know how he's starting to fit into this big world and uh, it's interesting to see that now, and I thought to myself, i'm like this is why so many people." are so brainwashed, because even if you are watching a really crazy show, like something on Shark Week that's very intriguing, you got to choke through the arduous journey of having 20 minutes of commercials in an hour-long show that's all pure propaganda. That's why I have muted it, even when I was younger. I was in the house, you know, that we had antenna, fancy antenna, you know, we got all whopping like 20 channels, but that's all you need, man. You don't you need know, half these channels, actually I would say probably 90% of these channels, they sell you on DirecTV and all these other platforms, you don't watch any of them. What do you do? What do you have the time when you're on one of those stations on there? You scroll through the guide. It's 5,000 channels. Like, cool. All I want to watch is Shark Week. Where is it? I don't know. It's on channel 2096. All right, let me go through this. It's ludicrous, but it's designed to keep people distracted on a regular basis. You sit there and you scroll and you sit in a stupor. And then when you're sitting in a stupor, Then the commercials come on, and then you sit there and allow all that advertisement, all that subliminal messaging to go into your brain while you're laying there. That's why they constantly have the commercials and the flicker rates so high now. And That's why I have said repeatedly, shut off the television if you really care about your brain. Get your news and your platforms wherever you want, but you don't have to sit there and basically go and watch this nonsense on TV and watch these commercials. Trust me, you're not missing anything. Because this is why and how they do it, and how communism has been so effective in injecting it in the United States because it's so subtle and it's been so slow, but yet it has been so effective. So, again, be aware of that, and also be aware of what you know your children are watching a lot of this stuff because there can be some pretty strange things that pop up and you need to protect them, especially in their younger years. Also, too. ATF has taken another giant L this week, and I say loss or loser, however you want to point ATF, because in my opinion, they are one of the most corrupt alphabet agencies ever in existence. You pretty much have to be an oath-hating, constitutional-hating communist in order to go with the ATF. I have not met one single ATF agent that is worth anything decent at all. That's my opinion. Everybody else can take their own take on it. I know people that have dealt with him personally. I know contractors that have dealt with them. The only reason you want to be an ATF agent is because you want to violate the Second Amendment. Point proven. You've got these guys that constantly tell you about gun safety. We're doing this for your protection. Well, they post a photo on Twitter this week, and they have been absolutely grilled as an ATF agent is loading up his gun on the other side of the platform, the gun platform on the range side with firearms facing him while he's loading. Now, anybody that has ever gone to a range, you know that there's only one side of the table you stand on when you're shooting, loading, at any point in time. Unless the range is called cold and you're going down range to basically, you know, staple up some targets or patch up some targets, you never stand on the other side of the table with firearms facing you while you're loading up your guns. That's just gun safety 101. But, of course, they play this photo of an ATF agent in full kit. He's all in his battle rattle. You know, he's, he's, he's ready to go swat somebody because, you know, they, they put the wrong number down on a FFL form and accidentally. So he's all set up, and he's in full kit. And he's got a gun literally six inches. The barrel is facing him six inches away from his groin while he's sitting there loading up with another firearm on the other side of him facing him. And you've got to just ask yourself the question. Does ATF hire the dumbest individuals in society to allegedly protect everyone against gun gun violence? And I'll let you make your own decision on that. I haven't found that to be an incorrect statement. So you guys make your own decision on that. Look at the photo on Breitbart on Twitter. It's pretty embarrassing. The fact that they posted this, it's almost like they're mocking us on how stupid they are and how poor they are with gun safety while at the same time saying, We're here for gun safety. I I can't with these guys. And other news as well. This is something that's interesting. There's now started to be CRISPR gene editing being used now in research. This was just published last month in the Proceedings of National Academy of Science with gene editing mosquitoes to produce malaria-fighting antibodies. The team uses gene editing techniques called CRISPR. They start with genes from mice whose immune system do fight human malaria. Then they engineer those genes and give them the mosquitoes, This was published last month. They said the antibodies reduced the number of parasites in the mosquito, which then reduced the amount of transmission. The technique allowed the researchers to make the gene spread quickly. Rather than having to release huge swarms of gene-editing mosquitoes, they could put out a smaller amount. The engineered mosquitoes pass on their genetic code, and the code rapidly fans out across the wild population. Guys, CRISPR gene editing is some creepy stuff. This is way beyond what anybody needs to be playing with, especially doing this to mosquitoes and then releasing them out in the wild. There's a film that came out years ago. and It was with The Rock, who I do not endorse, I do not care for. However, if you can watch the movie for free, it's called Rampage. It's a science fiction film. However, it has some very interesting dialogue throughout the movie, and it's based on CRISPR-9 gene editing. And they're essentially doing these CRISPR-9 editing out in space because they cannot do it on Earth. Because it's illegal and essentially this shit wrecks. I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but this stuff basically gets released out in the wild, and there's a few animals that get exposed to this CRISPR 9 gene editing. Now, a lot of stuff is, you know, expanded on by Hollywood to make it more aggressive than it is. However, there is a significant amount of truth to what they talk about in that movie, and it's very strange because they even bring up details about how dangerous this technology is and experimenting with it can have extreme side effects, especially if this stuff is released. Just interesting film. I guess PG-13, it's not incredibly, as far as having crazy stuff in it, but CRISPR-9, this is not This is not okay, man. You can't start going in and doing this to mosquitoes and then releasing them out in the population because remember, this goes right on the heels of what happened in September of 2022 when they actually went in and they started doing testing, if you guys remember this, with mosquitoes to administer malaria vaccines and so they were taking individuals they took 29 individuals and they basically would have them put their arm in this box and they'd have 200 mosquitoes that would essentially bite them that were given this experimental malaria vaccine and they transferred the vaccine to the individuals and then they said the individuals had a malaria uh um, antibodies for up to like three months after they were basically bitten by all these mosquitoes. I don't know why in the world. They must have paid these guys a lot of money. You can look it up online. I'll post a link. I mean, who wants to put your arm in a box of mosquitoes and get bit with malaria vaccine ridden mosquitoes? That just sounds like a bad idea. But yet, here we are again. So when I saw that article that I brought up last year with this research study with this malaria vaccine able to be transferred to humans via mosquitoes, now we're talking about these mosquitoes essentially having RNA gene therapy and CRISPR-9 gene therapy. Makes me wonder if they're not going to try to do something like they did with the COVID shot with RNA gene therapy and instill this stuff in mosquitoes and then release it out in the wild. Just a theory, but quite frankly, from the stuff I'm talking about right now, it doesn't seem that far-fetched anymore. So, again, there's a lot of natural alternatives for mosquito repellent besides using straight D because, man, that stuff is toxic. I've read reports on stuff that vanilla extract. Is actually a really good natural mosquito repellent vanilla organic vanilla extracts not bad for you at all you rub it on your skin it actually smells good like a walking vanilla bean and uh, but just some different things to look at because definitely you know if this stuff starts happening they start releasing this stuff out in the wild with these insects the unknown amount of variables that can be changed is i mean it just it's astronomical so just something to be aware of continue to keep yourself healthy because down here in florida we have no end of mosquitoes down here whatsoever, and so it's something to uh, be aware of, especially if you're going out in the swamp or you're hunting a lot. You deal with these things on a regular basis. What do you think, Deb?
1: You know, Austin, uh, you're absolutely right. The, the mosquitoes down here are beyond belief. I mean, I mean, sometimes they look like dragonflies. <laughs> They're so it's big. True. And uh, they, they come and they hover around your head and you're swatting at them and you you want to go get the you know the yard spray and try to get them out of your face. And uh, especially after it rains here, we have these water places that are stagnant and basically they breed in these water ponds. And suddenly, you know, we're being deluged. I remember I looked at a house one time up by the green swamp up close to Groveland and uh, we walked outside. It was the middle of the day. And it was like a feeding frenzy when we stepped out of the house. It was crazy. Then I found out the guy had brought in like about a thousand, literally a thousand loads of fill and it filled the swamp and had you know, built up his land to build his house. And then of course the EPA came in and fined him and said he had to remove all the fill, which included the fill under his house. Sometimes it was a disaster for this guy. He ended up getting so stressed out. He died of a heart attack like a year later, not making this stuff up. But the reality is, is that when you get near stagnant water in Florida and it's in a swamp uh, you better be prepared to make sure you've got some you know, natural, how should I say, bug repellent on or just make sure you've got a screen room around your swimming pool. Otherwise, you will be the meal. So <laughs> this is part of living in Florida and living in a swamp. Very, very important. By the way, Netanyahu has defied Biden now in his opposition protests and passes the first judicial reform. And I told you, I know Benjamin Netanyahu, I don't care for him at all. I had dinner with him with about eight other people one day. Actually, it was lunch. Israeli par- parliament passed the first of several judicial reforms proposed by prime minister's unbelievable Zionist cabinet, who basically is being led and controlled by Shabbat Lubavitch on Monday, defying the protest and pressure from the White House. The new law prevents courts from using their own idea of reasonableness in blocking government policies because Benjamin Netanyahu, the would-be dictator, doesn't want that. Critics have long argued that the reasonableness doctrine allows the left-leaning judiciary to abuse its power and that it intended to do more so often against Israel's conservative governments. I'm going to stop here. I'm not going to read any more of this. I'm just going to go ahead and post it let you guys read it because I don't like reading this kind of nonsense because so much of it is just pure just pure garbage. Uh, by the way, this is, uh, this is an interesting uh, – The uh, WEF now, the World Economic Forum, has infiltrated the Dutch government. It begins euthanizing people with autism, disabilities, and alcoholism. Yeah, Whatever. This is nightmarish. The Dutch state has begun euthanizing citizens, including children under the age of 12, because they have minor disabilities of autism or suffer from alcoholism as far as adults. According to the government, euthanizing people will save the planet. The Netherlands is one of the most Davos-friendly nations in the world, and the current government has embraced Klaus Schwab's vision of a depopulated world by any means necessary. Doctors in the Netherlands have been ordered to begin euthanizing citizens with autism and other minor disabilities without fear of prosecution, even if the patient does not currently express any desire to die. Around 40 people who identified as autistic or intellectually disabled were forcibly euthanized in the Netherlands between 2012 and 2021, According to Kingston University's investigation of the Dutch euthanasia cases, I, you know, I mean, I don't even know what to say about this. This is insanity, and I hope and pray that some of this stuff is just hyperbole. I really do. Five people younger than 30 were killed by doctors who all had autism listed as the sole reason behind the decision to end their lives. There are also causes of state euthanizing alcoholics, sex abuse victims, dementia, and depression. And, uh, you know, this is insanity that is brought to you exclusively by Klaus Schwab with his ability to basically destroy the planet by changing your DNA. So, guys, listen to me. Let's try to avoid autism and not inject children with aluminum and mercury. Why why don't we just do it that way? That seems like that would be more interesting than doing it this way, which is absolutely awful that we're in a situation. This is actually something that people think about and that people think are okay. I mean, it really, really is. But I want to just let you guys know something. You know, God loves you. Jesus Christ came to bring you back into a relationship with God Almighty, to create a covenant with you, to allow you to be one with God through his blood, to guess, I guess we would call that from a physics standpoint, interdimensional scalar energy. So always remember that, that God gave his ultimate cost price to you through Christ to bring you back to him. And that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Always remember that God loves you and that prayer will change things because it changes the very fabric of space-time. And remember, keep your head up high. Keep your shoulders back. Remember, you're a child of the Most High God, and God plus one is always, always a majority. Always rely on him and always lean on Jesus whenever you need to because he's there for you, to stand with you, and to support you. I love you guys. I'll finish it up, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. No, you're spot
0: on and that's why I have constantly encouraged people on a regular basis to be very cautious not to get yourself in a, you know, state of fear as the media and even alt media constantly tries to do to people to get people all paranoid and stressed out all the time running around, oh my gosh, the sky is falling, chicken little syndrome. And you see it a lot, even in the Christian community. And as I said before last week, you know, repeatedly in the Bible, Says, fear not, angel shows up. Fear not, fear not, fear not. No, fear, I'm with thee. Come down, relax. Here's what's going to happen. Here's some things that are happening. Here's what you need to do to get prepared. You're gonna have seven years of plenty. You have seven years of famine. Get ready for it. That's why I always encouraged people. Dad said earlier when he was talking about ninety days. Is with whether it's supplements, whether it's food, that's always my personal staple. Now, other people, you may not be there yet, or you may say, Hey, I only got a couple weeks. Anything is better than not being prepared for something. But in my opinion, having the ability to pretty much be completely sustainable without relying on anybody for anything for 90 days, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty confident place to be. But you got to look at it realistically it's okay this is what we really need this is what we need we need to have this source we need to have option a option b we need to have make sure we have this access to water if this goes down we still have backup water filtration and things like that because it, quite frankly if you had the vast majority of the united states that actually did that there wouldn't be a whole lot of issues in most cases because everybody would be very confident and everybody would be very strong and self-reliant when you start relying on an entity like the government that's unbelievably corrupt for your protection and safety that's when things go sideways very, very quickly. So continue to stay strong, my friends. If you need anything, we have the organic food buckets and the meat buckets on the website, the two-pack, the four-pack, if you want to ever grab any of those. Or feel free to give us a call and ask us some questions if you need anything on them. Also, too, the Maximum Energy Kit. On sale on the front page right now for over 10% off. Really, really great stack. Really good formula. Helps out with energy. Helps reduce cortisol. Helps out with adrenal glands. And also helps out with overall m- multiple powder and- or multiple capsules in that kit. There on sale right now for a limited time. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com and also check out the product of the week ending in two days, the B-Complex formula, and vote for what you want to see win next week. Looks like the prostate support and the liver support and the thyroid are still going back and back. So y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.